Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about retirement plans, specifically how to decide which retirement plan is going to be best for you. Love this topic. So as we as we speak with many of you, and many of you being naturopathic doctors and owning your own practice, one of the top questions we typically get is, uh, you know, I want to start a retirement plan or I want to start building for the future. How do, how do I get that and what type of plan should I choose? And so we thought, okay, let's go over a couple of plans. And there's going to be three plans we go over today that are are the most common that, that people choose, especially for naturopathic doctors. And depending on where you're at in your practice, will help you decide on which type of plan you should choose. And that might change as your practice grows. Almost definitively will change as your practice grows. 100%. So what type of plans are we talking about today, Alex? So the first thing we're going to discuss is just truly basic personal IRAs. So these are accounts that are set up individually uh, for you specifically. Uh, the way to build this into your practice is to have a, a retirement income specialist or a financial planner, financial advisor, wealth manager. There's there's a whole bunch of different titles for us. Um, come in and, and provide education for, for your employees. Maybe it's just for you. The second is building out a, a, a company plan. Um, and there's two options for this that we're going to discuss today. Uh, the first is a simple IRA. Uh, it's designed to be simple. Uh, and then the second component uh, would be 401k. So those are the three plans that we'll go ahead and talk about. Those last two are company-wide. And then the first one is just individual personal planning. So, so let's jump into this. So the personal IRA, th- this is probably the best plan for um, the naturopath that is maybe just getting started in their practice or the naturopath might be a couple of years in that doesn't have any employees just yet. You're, you're making some some money and you're wanting to stash a little bit away for retirement. A personal IRA is a great place to start. Now, this is outside of your practice. This is not associated with your practice at all. It is literally a personal um, retirement plan. There is uh, a maximum amount of money you can put into that style of plan. And if you're under the age of 50, it's $6,000 for the year 2021. Correct. And there's two different types of plans that you can set up. One is a traditional IRA. Uh, the other is a Roth. The difference between the two is purely just how they're taxed. Uh, the traditional, you get a tax deduction for uh, the dollars going in. They grow tax deferred while they're in the IRA. Uh, and then when you pull it out, presumably for uh, well, ha- for qualified uh, expenses, the most notable of which is retirement, uh, then you're going to pay uh, a tax on the dollars that come out as ordinary income. The Roth is the inverse of that. There is no deduction for the dollars that grow go into it. It is tax deferred as it grows inside of the IRA. And then when you pull dollars out of the Roth, again, assuming that it's for a qualified expense, most notably retirement, then those dollars come out income tax free. 
Yeah. And that those two different plans are important for you to really consider, right? Because Alex and I, we always think, you know, just like when you are helping your patients, right? You're thinking holistically looking at, you know, it's not just about what exercise it's about, you know, how much sleep you're getting, what food you're putting in your body, like looking at it from that standpoint, when you retire, how will that money be taxed? Right. So you need to think with the end in mind. So we always talk about not putting all of your money in one bucket, one bucket you might start with, but just consider that long term as well. It may not be the same bucket that you continue to tr- contribute to every year as your income and as your practice grows. Yeah. I mean, t- t- typically um, there are exceptions to this, but typically it is better to do Roth early in your career. The reason being is that you're on the low end of your income. So you're the, the amount of tax that you would save by deferring that income and getting the tax deduction today is, is usually lower. Um, and then the other question becomes, okay, what do we think that tax brackets are going to go to in the future? So the longer time horizon that we have, the lower our income is today, the better off the Roth is, the shorter time horizon uh, before we need the money and the higher our income tax bracket is right now, the better the traditional IRA is. Yep. So that's the, that's the first style of a retirement account. The second style is what they call a simple IRA. And unfortunately, it's, it isn't as simple as the word may suggest. <laughs> so uh, for, for that, you know, for the simple IRA, this is more of an IRA for your practice that you personally can contribute now there are some limitations uh, uh, and some some pieces that you need to take into consideration uh, when putting this in place, right, Alex? Yeah, it. I mean, compared to other retirement plans through the through the company, it is simplistic, um, and that that is one of the benefits of it is that these are not costly to administer because there isn't a whole lot of flexibility in how these things are funded. They are primarily employee funded. Uh, whether that's yourself or your employees, because you're your own employee. And you can put up to $13,500 of employee contributions. These are all going to be under the traditional structure. Uh, so tax deduction today, gross tax deferred, tax a bull uh, at ordinary income rates upon distribution. And then there, the employer component, there are essentially two different options. Um, and then some choices with within one of those. So you can either do 2% of uh, income across the board. So whatever you do for yourself, uh, whatever your income is, you'd be putting 2% from the employ- employer, which is also yourself, into the plan. Uh, you'd be doing that, again, for all your employees, whether they're contributing or not. The, the second method is a match, um, and it's anywhere from one to 3% match. Um, and uh, you can only do like, so it's 3% is the, is the typical default. Uh, you can drop that down to as low as 1% in two out of five years. So the simple can be used if, if it's just you, right? You're also an employee. So the simple could be used in that, in that way, especially if you put more money into the plan, right? That, that would be a reason to implement this. Another reason to implement is if you do have employees and you want to provide some sort of benefit in terms of a retirement plan in a, in a simple manner, this is a, also a way to do it because as Alex just mentioned, there is some sort of matching component that is there 
uh, for your employees that you would provide for them. Yeah. And the way in which we would encourage you to think about this is the, the maximum that you're on the hook for, for your employees is 3% of their, of their collective salaries. So if your employees all told, maybe it's two or three employees make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're essentially putting yourself on the hook to potentially pay $3,000 a year of retirement benefits um, to them. And it goes directly into their account. There is no vesting schedule. So if they, you know, it goes into their account today, they leave tomorrow, they get to walk away with the money. Um, I mean, that's the the biggest drawback to this is that uh, there, there isn't a vesting schedule and there's not a lot of flexibility. The, the biggest advantage is that there's no cost to setting it up. The only thing you're putting yourself on the hook for is that matching contribution or the 2% non-elective contribution. Yep. So that's number two. Number three, this is going to be your traditional 401k. Yeah. So a 401k is essentially just a, a, a tax code, but it is a, a plan that allows you to defer income into a retirement plan. And there are a couple different ways that dollars can go into 401k plans. The first is the exact same as the simple, and that is employee contributions. You can put, uh, for folks under age 50, you can put in $19,500 per year. Uh, that can go into either traditional or Roth. Then after that, there are a host of different ways to go ahead and get dollars in. They typically fall into two categories. One is a match. And then the second is profit sharing. And profit sharing is a complete misnomer. You don't actually have to be profitable to put money into a 401k. And there are a host of different uh, rules as far as how that profit sharing is governed. Um, and it has to do with uh, your the, the census of your employees. There's about five or six major ways to go ahead and divvy up the, the profit sharing and typically what we do is sit down with the business owner and decide, okay, who is this plan for? Is it for you? Is it to attract uh, employees? Is it to retain your employees? Who is the plan designed for? And then we can go ahead and build out whatever we're trying to accomplish with the rules inside of 401k. Yeah, th this that type of plan, right, is is more for plan where you typically have more employees and by more, I mean, and it's hard to set a number on it, but it's it, 401k is not typically done with call it, you know, three employees, right? It tends to be at least probably what Alex, more than 10 or so at minimum. Yeah. The only exception to that is uh, if we do have folks that are 1099 and uh, they set up a solo K um, where it's significantly less expensive to administer um, and it's a way to get extra dollars into a retirement plan. Right. Um, there's also some other bells and whistles, like you can potentially set it up so that you can have loan provisions or other ways of distributing dollars out of the 401k. Um, so there are some attractive reasons to have a 401k if you're a solo practitioner or a 1099 employee. Um, it's just it's more fee, it's more cost to do it, right? So that that would be. Yeah. Right, the, you'd have to analyze is the cost worth it depending on your situation. Exactly, um, and, and I mean, kind of the same thing with the, and that that's the biggest reason why we don't see employers who have two or three employees have a four hundred one k, is yep. that most most of the time 
the the administrative costs of a 401k outweigh some of the benefits. There are certainly exceptions to that. And, you know, it, it's, it's an arrow that we want to have in our quiver. Um, it's something that we want to go ahead and, you know, make sure that we're having the conversations with the, the, uh, the naturopath about, okay, what is it you're truly trying to accomplish? And the, you know, from there, we're just trying to figure out, okay, what, what solution works the best for what you're trying to accomplish. So those are the three uh, plans that we tend to, to see and talk about when we're talking about retirement plans for naturopathic doctors and your practice. We hope this episode is valuable for you. If you haven't checked us out on Facebook, we do have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash holistic finance QFP. So check us out there. That's where we post a lot of our episodes and some articles and some other resources for you all to help you build your practice. So make sure to check that out, which takes us, Alex, I think, to the question of the day. Yeah, our question of the day is designed to get you thinking a little bit about retirement planning. And it is where, outside of your practice, are you planning to build retirement assets? So head over to our Facebook page and feel free to uh, give us some feedback on that question, or you can head over to holistic-finance.com. And that's our website where you can uh, email us with directly from there. So we hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333, North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Brian Burklow, AR Insurance License number 1531942. CA Insurance License number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806, Pinpoint 2021-121-140, Expiration 05-2023.